Hello, hello, hello. I am Dr. Andrea Greiner. And I'm Katie Corbin. Welcome to the Dreams to Dollars podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals who are on their way to actualizing their dreams into reality. Join us in this lighthearted and unique podcast where we talk about business, success, life, and building a deeper trust in God and the universe. We are here to elevate the conversation and bring the magic to build your legacy. We're excited for you to be here. Can't wait to dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode three, shifting your beliefs around success. In this episode, we want to start, we're going to talk a lot about our beliefs and our values here and what we stand for, what we believe in, and what we've seen over our decades of wisdom as an entrepreneur and also as a clinician. But we also want to say this, you don't have to believe exactly what we believe. And a lot of these things that we're talking about here may resonate with you and then they may not. So take what you need and leave the rest. You must believe what we believe to listen to this podcast. So we just wanted to say this up front because a lot of these beliefs that we've cultivated over the years and some of the things that Andrew and I stand for both together, we do want to say that they can feel sometimes strong to certain people and they may even be a little bit triggering at times. But we also want to shift you into almost like a new paradigm around thinking about success and what that means to you and how your beliefs can really cultivate that success for you. So one thing that we wanted to address in this too as well is when we're talking about big dreams and big vision and going forth into that vision as if you know it's your journey and it's your spiritual journey and you are going forth into that vision. Now, the funny part is, is sometimes we think that and we think it's just like a straight shot to the top. There's only one commitment to this vision and then it just flows, right? And that's like so not true. That's almost like the fairy tale of success where it doesn't happen that way. And there's a lot of resurrection and a lot of recommitment and reevaluation on the journey into your big vision and into your dreams. So when a lot of people talk about their success journey, they leave, sometimes leave out, they may say some of the things like, oh yeah, I had this problem or I had this pitfall or I lost all this money or something went wrong. But the truth is, is like there can be pitfalls and feeling like you're on the wrong path, but there's not just one commitment inside of that journey. And when we think about success and the way that it's like proceeded to be is that you start at a point and you just go from A to B and then B is at the top and there's like, where do you go from there? So this is one thing that we also stand for in terms of allowing you to rebirth and recreate and recommit to that big vision is really what's going to get you to the place that we believe that is your dream or where you want to be headed in terms of how you define success. Andrew, do you have anything to say to that? Yeah, I agree with all of that, obviously. Well, we don't always agree, but I think that something to remember too is that we all define success so differently. Many of our clients define success as money. Others define success as like how many people can they reach? And I think our listeners are coming from a lot of different spaces and different places within their business. So 
wherever you are in the journey of your business and your life, you'll find something here that will shed light, that will be our desire is that it will open up new points of view, new perspectives, and really allow you, just like Katie said, it might not be all of them. We don't need you to agree with every single thing, but we know that you'll walk away with something, a different shift that will allow you to look at your business and your life in a different way that really transmutes something that you're like, oh my gosh, even the fact of like, what is your definition of success? I know we talked about that in our previous episodes. So knowing that Katie's definition of success is different than my definition of success. And once we can start to what we're going to talk about today is going to really fuel into that as well. So moving into the, we have some topics to discuss and bring forth, and we're excited to bring that into the conversation. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to share is almost where people get stuck, where a belief that you might be holding right now, and that's keeping you from the shift that you want to go into. So the first one that we want to share is the concept of imposter syndrome. And this is also thrown around in a lot of spaces where basically if you don't know imposter syndrome, and I'm sure you do to some degree, but it's almost like feeling like nothing is ever good enough. I don't know enough. And also you can feel like a fake or a failure underneath where you may have accomplished a lot in your lifetime and you can still feel like an imposter. Like you can feel like there's never going to be enough. There's never enough time or energy or I don't know enough. I don't have enough certifications or I need to have a higher degree or I need to have an MBA to be in business. And that's ultimately not true. Now, the truth is about imposter syndrome, which is a little bit uh, different take than maybe you've heard in the past where some people will say, that you need to banish imposter syndrome or get rid of imposter syndrome. And then you're just going to be fully confident person. And I would argue that that's not true. And I also think that imposter syndrome actually keeps us in our integrity and it keeps us in check when it comes to our achievements, because it's almost like that little place of where you can always grow and change and be better. And imposter syndrome is sort of there to remind us of that. Now. When imposter syndrome actually needs to be shifted into another gear is when it's actually paralyzing us or freezing us or making us fight or flight where we can't do anything in our business because we feel so much like an imposter. So we want to shift this belief around this because I believe that most high achieving entrepreneurs have a deep seated imposter syndrome that sometimes can hold you back. And if you see it in the way where you have to get rid of it or banish it or put it in the closet and just fake it till you make it, (laughs) it's going to come to bite you later in life. So it's nice to lighten the load on imposter syndrome like, oh, no, it's just there to keep me in integrity. It's there to help me grow. It's there to help me become a better person or a better clinician or a better entrepreneur or whatever, better professional. And it's like, a benchmark of like your next level. When you're like, oh, I'm going to open up a 20K offer and you're like, so it's like, not only can it be integrity, but it's almost like, oh, there it is. Oh, yep. There's my imposter syndrome. Like where I'm not stuffing it in the closet. It's out. And it's like, this is most likely going to come up 
every time, not every time, but some of those bigger steps I'm taking. And so not to say that's bad, I must be wrong, something's happening. So we can use it for integrity, but we can also look and be like, it's almost like, oh yeah, that does come sometimes. Now, does it come always? No, but Katie and I talk a lot about this with our clients that we have together and individually. We're like, oh, this person might be hiding. And we're like, oh yeah, there's a little bit of this imposter syndrome happening. So then it's a topic of conversation to help people identify that A, it's happening. If we know the patterns, what we avoid, what we hide from, the next level, oh, when I go through something, you get an idea of these patterns. It's not only this, what Katie had discussed, it can be like a sort of a marker of like, oh, I'm on the right track. You're like, yep, there's my imposter syndrome and I'm going to lovingly like invite it along. And what happens to you when your imposter comes up? Because that's going to be different for each of us. Many clients will avoid it. Many clients will hide from it. They'll get sick. There'll be these other different things. And when you can identify what is your patterning around the imposter syndrome, that can provide like actually the opposite being a positive feedback. Like, oh, here I am cool. I must be ready to up level. (laughs) Like it's not bad. I'm not bad because I'm like questioning myself, right? It's like when we get that type of information, instead of thinking we're wrong or I'm fake or I don't know enough. And we use it as sort of like a marker and we know that it's a possibility that will come up. Then we're also using it to our benefit. Again, I love what Katie said. We're not stuffing it in the closet. She or he, that part of me is probably going to come up when I'm adding or expanding or going into 30, 40, 50K months, that's probably going to come up somewhere. Yes. And almost like the belief around making it something that's quote unquote bad will be more of a detriment than just recognizing it and utilizing it for something that could be really beneficial. So I do think that this is a big area where people can get stuck though. So they can actually get stuck in that belief of, oh my gosh, what if somebody feels like I'm a fake, I'm a failure, and then you start to believe it yourself. And that's really where you can go down that downward spiral into the abyss or whatever we want to call it. The abyss! (laughs) The abyss of not going to your dreams. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is actually, I mean, I love this conversation because this is actually recognizing it helps you move through it not stuff it, not store it, but like, oh, this is identifying that pattern. Most of us that are high achievers have it at some point. If you're moving from 200K to 400K, again, if you're moving from 500 to 800, there are these places where you're like, is that going to be possible? Am I really going to be able to do that? Do I need more training before I can do that? Do I need to have my branding? Do I, you know, all these different things. And so what if we shifted the detriment of it, the detriment, right? Like, oh, this is such a bad thing and allow the authenticity of that journey and of your journey of business CEO so that it doesn't feel like it's a roadblock. And instead you're like, oh, I have a ladder for that roadblock and you can put it out and step on over it and keep going. Now, maybe do you need to sleep a little bit more? Like, Maybe you have to do some more body integration or other things to allow that to come. And maybe you also have steps of like reminding yourself of how powerful you are and everything you have done. Katie and I do that often. Gratitude can really contribute to these places. So finding that for you and recognizing that as a pattern and not necessarily a bad thing is going to really create some shifts in this area. Absolutely. 
The second one that we want to bring forth is something that could be holding you back from going into that big vision is, we're going to say this lightly, right? The brainwashing, the indoctrination that you've been taught, not only from birth, not only from society, not only from culture, not only from institutions, educational systems, but also generationally that you've been almost like born with. Now, this might feel a little big for people, especially if you're like, wait a second, like, let me start to think about my entire life completely differently. But let's just take it in little bits, right? It's like even the indoctrination that comes from you need to be really successful in school in order to be a successful person. And then you have to go on to a university or an institution and you need to go to the highest institution to even be recognized as a good person. And then you have to get a really high GPA (laughs) and then you have to spend long hours just to prove yourself to be a good citizen or a good person according to the next J-O-B that you're going to. I know that most of us here, our listeners are entrepreneurs, but I know that everybody feels that feeling where there's like this almost like pressure cooker to follow the way that's been guided to you. And this is true also in business. So even if you've listened to business courses or listened to other people talk about business, it's like there's even indoctrination a little bit inside of that where sometimes the way that somebody does business and tells you to do business isn't the way that you're going to do it. And I'm not talking about laws and rules and regulations and things like that going outside of that. I'm talking about the way that you are defining success for yourself and the way that you want your business to be successful may not be the road that everybody else traveled. It may be look very different. So you don't have to believe that the only way to be successful in business is the way that you've been taught by one person or the way that some famous mentor tells you to teach, you know, even the way that we tell you to teach. It may not be that way. And this is where the shift is almost like it's going into like think for yourself, right? Allow your business to be expansive in the way that you desire and you to do business in the way that works for you and your company ultimately, right? So it could be that maybe your branding's not right on point right when you get out of the gate and somebody else's is. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful when the other person is. That's almost like, you know, you can get a little bit indoctrinated into that, that it has to look a certain way in order to create a seven-figure, eight-figure business, six-figure business, whatever you desire to create. But we want to sort of wipe out a little bit of the brainwashing that it has to look a certain way. Yeah. And how much fun is that? There's a lot happening on our planet right now where there's a lot of different ideas in school, in church, in religious systems, and the government. and Really where where this begins is like, what are my beliefs? What do I stand for? This is something Katie and I stand for because we see it a lot. We see the indoctrinations. We, we're both clinicians. I've been through way too much school. <laughs> I've been through way too many systems. And I'm like, wait, what the heck? You know, I actually want to, I'm on this planet to, I have people ask, would you do that again? And I'm like, it depends. Yes, I would because I am where I am. Each person has to come to that for themselves. And it's almost like you might want to look back and say, where do I want to untangle myself from the indoctrination that happened? I grew up Catholic. I've done a lot of releasing of that. I grew up 
Well, I went to freaking six years of medical school. So then nothing I learned as far as business made sense in medical school. And I always knew I would be successful, but I didn't really realize what that meant. That I like literally changed the paradigm for myself. And I would wish that for so many clinicians. And I know that's part of Katie's motivator too. Where were you told it had to be one way? And there's a part of you that one way that I like to use, like, is this true or is this a lie? Is like a lie will always feel heavy. And plus, Katie and I have a little bit of rebellion in us. So we're sort of like, well, I'll see about that. <laughs> like If someone tells me I can't do something, I'm like, well, let's just see about that. So it does that. That's where it can, that type of rebellion can fuel. And also, if it's light for you, then it's true for you. And how many of us are like flowing around in business, clinicians, doing what is normal? I think Katie and I both similarly have had a pretty strong radar for like normal isn't really what I'm after here. I think I had that since I was a child. Normal ain't where I'm going. So <laughs> what is yeah, that? Assume, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I'm assuming if you're here, you're also like, can you receive systems and ideas from other people and then create them into your own? Yes. Can you take even some things from some of the systems that have indoctrination in them and be like, well, that point was really useful. Yes. But do you have to walk around feeling brainwashed and almost a victim to the indoctrination? Or are you willing to choose out of it and say, that's right. I'm here to shift and be that change and be that energy of something so much different that really allows your dreams to come in a way that feels good, that feels joyful, that feels fun. Also with systems in place, like we're super energy and woo, and we really like people to know their specific systems that help you create double, triple, quadruple what you're making already and doing already. So it's a fascinating, I mean, we could talk probably in a whole podcast just about brainwashing and indoctrination. So let's move on to this next one, which is also really powerful. It's about relationships. And there's a couple of different subtopics here. And specific relationships can actually limit you. Really, you get to choose whether or not to dip your energy to have them limit you or whether or not to buy the stories of whether those can limit you. Because as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, you're going to run across relationships in your family and your personal life that people might not even typically it's like they don't actually even understand it. And that's okay. It's okay to have that, but also not be so connected. Like if that person doesn't believe in my dream, then I shouldn't do it. That's we want to shift and provide the foundation of like, you can still do it. Even if, well, we're creating a community that believes in your dreams, but even if your family doesn't, that's okay, or close people to you. I just had a client recently say something similar about their partner. Like, she can actualize money very quickly. She's not intimidated by, let's say, building a house. She was like, yeah, let's do this. We could be into that. We could have the house built and into it by next year. And then she was sort of shifted when... Her partner didn't necessarily believe the same thing. Now, did it bring all of that down for her? No, because she's willing to say, it's okay if he doesn't believe that or someone close to me doesn't believe it. I still will believe it. And I'm going to do that. This is sort of energy and mindset work to stay in that vision, the dream, whether it's a house, whether it's your business. I know you want to add into this, Katie, and I want, and then we'll keep going with it too. 
Yeah. And it's almost like how we see uh, relationships defining us. So for example, there could be a belief that if you want to be a very present mother, that you can't also have a business or there's a belief where you have to trade something for the other. Now, the truth is, in reality, we have to say, yes, we only have so many hours a day and we only have so many years on this planet. And we do get to say, like, what if it's an and? What if it's not just an or and I have to do this or that? What if I can do this and that and I can actually make it work for me in the way that I desire it to be. Now, when it comes to relationships too as well, it's like your relationship with the roles that you're defining for yourself can actually sometimes I would say like make or break the success. Because if you're saying that I only can play this one role and I can't wear the hats that I desire to wear, it's going to be unlikely that you're going to come into the fruition that you desire. Now, that's not always true. Sometimes we actually have to sort of fuddle with ourselves and take a year and sort of like be a little bit slower, whatever it is. Like you can come into the own evolution, but when you're defining your success based on almost like this dragging part of a relationship with being a mother or being a wife or being a daughter or a son or dad or whatever it is. Like if you actually let that define you and limit you, your dreams are ultimately going to be limited as well. Instead of going like, I am a mother and also I'm a CEO and I'm a wife and I'm a clinician and I'm a blah, blah, blah. You can actually define it in the way that you want instead of putting it in this space of like, well, I'm a mother, so therefore I cannot do X, right? And it's not in the way of trading or compromising your kids. Like you don't have to go and have the business being like working 80 hours a week and then you're not with your kids. That's a choice that you're making in that moment. If that's what your business is like, that's a choice you're making. There are other ways where you can choose differently from that. And if you're limiting yourself by making that choice, well, it's going to require it. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's what you believe that's required. So relationships, actually, when you shift them into support and the and Almost like the and I can do this and I'll figure it out. It totally shifts your perspective. That and is everything because what's coming up for me here on this topic too, what you're saying, Katie, is like, what excuses are you telling yourself? We all do it. I am a mother. I have three kids under seven. I live in Mexico. Like I have many roles and many hats that I wear and I also lived in the States with no nanny and had a very different story. I told myself I had kind of victimized by my situation, you know, I was like, but I was willing to use the and and also no excuses. What is it that you're willing to create? And you, if you choose it, you absolutely can. You can choose out of it. You can create out of it. Those, what are the roles, you know, Katie and I have, had lots of clients together and lots of clients separate. And we've heard it. Well, I'm a mom. I have three kids. I have five kids. I'm a dad. I have this. I have that. And it's like, yes. And would almost be like, what's your aunt? And I'm going to do it anyways. Katie and I, we have five kids amongst us at this point, different countries. We have a co-creative business we create. And we have a desire to create our dreams into reality. And assist others in doing that too, which is freaking awesome. So 
there are relationships and then even that relationship with yourself. What is that relationship and where are you willing to start to say, what's my and? I have this and I'm still going to do my dreams. I'm still going to take a step into that. That's where the juice starts happening. I used to catch myself saying, but all the time, Katie and I are very much and, you know, we're like, I catch it every time I even write out a sentence. If I want to say, but I will say and instead. And I'm like, ooh, that shifts the energy completely. So anything else you want to add to that one? No, that was it. Yeah, that feels good. Let's move on to the next one. So this is also something that Katie and I feel very strongly about. Putting the power into someone else's like hands or just really putting the power into someone else's world that is outside of you. This can be coaches. This can be doctors. This can be partners. It can even be God in a sense because God is all powerful and you are also so much more connected inside of you and how detrimental that can be. Well, as a clinician, when we hand over all of our health to somebody and sort of our knowledge of our body, this we all have beautiful bodies, no matter what age you are, no matter what it looks like, these bodies we have are magnificent. And when we put ourselves now, do you need to go to a doctor sometimes? Yes. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm not saying any of that. But the relationship of putting that power outside of you and having someone say, oh, well, there's no hope. This is the only thing you can do. Now that's in the medical field. That's just feels important to bring about. Katie, what does that look like in the coaching world or the world where you have your dreams and maybe you invest somewhere or you invest into something and what can happen when you really put that power outside of yourself? You're almost as if making the decisions yourself. This is true of even the medical part that you're talking about. It's like, who's going to know better in your business than you that built it? Who's going to know what the business needs better than you? So the truth is, is we all need support and we all need mentors and we all need communities that help and support our dreams. But at the same time, if you're utilizing it almost as like a savior, a complex that you don't know that somebody else better knows than you, you're actually putting the power outside of yourself. And it's easy to do this. Like it's a very easy thing to slip into that somebody knows better of my body than me or somebody knows better about my business than me. And of course, there's a like you could go and get a CT scan and the CT scan is going to show that you have this thing. Like there's things that are going to help you define what's going on. But at the same time, you're the ultimate decision maker when it comes to you. And anything outside of self is going to putting authority in somebody else's hands. There's like a line between this. Well, if you went to a doctor and you're looking for advice and the doctor's giving you advice like in their opinion, and you say, well, that feels like really good advice to me. I'm going to follow that. Like you're making the decision. And if you hire a mentor in business and the mentor in business tells you that, you need to clean up your offers and you need to create something outside of you or whatever it is. And you're like, okay, that feels really good to me. I'm going to follow that. But that's not putting out power outside of you. That's really taking the influence, right, of somebody else and utilizing it to support your dreams. Not someone told me, so I'm just going to do it. And that's the difference. That's the difference right there where the power goes out. Well, why did you do it? Well, I just did it because somebody told me to do it. Is like, well, there's no 
personal free will there. If you're only doing it because that's what you've been told that works or that's right, but you're not following your own internal power, you're either going to get a lesson learned or you're not going to really be steering the ship of your business or your life because you put somebody else at the steering wheel. And this can look like, I love that example. The other example that I get often is like putting that, like, are you going to be the one that saves me or fixes me? Like this savior fixing is like so strong in the coaching world and medicine and anywhere, but like no one here can save you other than yourself. So it's like using that, what Katie just said, and it's like recognizing like, I can receive the different inputs and it really, I get to then with my whole presence, make a choice knowing that Katie and I have hired many mentors. I have purchased from wanting to be saved and fixed. And it leads to like sort of some of the brainwashing and Dr. Nation stuff. If I put that power outside of me and I think this person's going to fix me instead of remembering the power that I be and the business that I am here to create, that's so different than being like, oh, I look at this as like, is this going to add to my life? Is what that doctor says going to add to my life and well-being? I ask that informed question. And if it feels light, I'm like, hell yes. Is this going to add to my business? And I'm like, yeah, that feels really good. Let's do that. I'm always looking at like this adding instead of like fixing or saving. Replacing. It's so, yeah, replacing. It's so different. And it actually makes things exciting because you're like, oh my God, this is adding. This is going to contribute. I also use the word contribution. And we are so much more powerful than we even know. I know you're going to hear us talk a lot about this as we move on into just every aspect of business, of our bodies, of our lives. Like when you start to recognize this, and I know many of you already do, and this is just amplifying that for you, remembering, reminding how powerful you are. And these beautiful mechanisms of bodies and the beautiful mechanism as business that you guys have created and really start to get an idea of the limitlessness that is truly possible when you are that CEO of your business. Absolutely. So it's really, really exciting. And I wanted to say this too. This is really easy to do. Like it's really easy to like, even just to go in forth and put the power outside of you. Like it's very easy to do. We've done it. You know, it's not like we're even perfect, like we're never going to do this again. We may catch ourselves doing that as well. But just like knowing where you end and somebody else begins and allowing that almost like matrix to come outside of you and be like, no, actually, I am going to decide. Yeah, it's super exciting when you start to choose for yourself. It's so liberating. It feels so good. And not from again, Katie and I are very also we talk a lot about narcissism and coaching and relationships. And that is not that when you choose for you or you choose the power from that place. It is foreign when you start to do it at first and then it starts to be invigorating and you see how your life can change from it. So let's move on to the last number five in this. Every one of these, Katie and I feel very strongly about and they can actually, you know, most of them could be their own, stand on their own. So just with how much time, you know, I just want to honor and acknowledge Katie and even myself and not from that place, but like we have spent a lot of time in business, whether I was helping businesses create seven figures as an employee or working on my own business as a clinic and then online and Katie herself with her clinic and online, like 
over 20 years of experience. And we could not emphasize more how important persistence almost isn't the right word, but it's like consistency in your dream and a willingness to like, that gives me like tingles, like a willingness to do it no matter what. Now, does that mean you have to like be ramming your head against the wall and be like, I'm going to do it. It's like, if you feel like you're stuck, then ask some questions. But this idea that success isn't a lottery, that success is a lottery ticket. And we've gotten caught in it ourselves in different phases. Oh, we're going to have this one launch and it's going to be the thing that gets us to the six. We wanted this like six figure launch or whatever it is. That instant gratification mentality that is, it's literally in, I mean, that's what this is. We're trained every single day for instant gratification. And it's not necessarily, well, it does deplete your dopamine, but it's not how you sustainably build your business to the legacy that we know so many of you know you're here to create. And it takes some time to shift from that lottery instant. It's even like, oh my God, I did a post and like, who's going to like it? Or, oh, I made big, big, big sale. Or I had a really big, big, big month. And then it's like, what if that next month wasn't as big? And then it's like, oh, then you like crash. So this lottery, because Katie and I focus a lot for both individually and together, like what's your idea about this, Katie? And what really contributes to you and your business when we look at this lottery, the instant gratification? Well, you have to look at a a higher perspective at the long game of business. Because if you're really an entrepreneur, you're going to be an entrepreneur for a while. I think the biggest fear of some entrepreneurs is not only failure, but having to get a job. Right, like a lot of people are scared of losing their job, and a lot of entrepreneurs like, are actually like I'm the like, biggest. I am not going back into that clinic. Like, no matter what, I am not being dragged into that clinic. That's it is a big fear, true. right? So yeah. it is funny because the instant gratification is a very easy. It's almost like an addiction, right? Like we're addicted to instant gratification in our society today. Like things don't take a long time. And if they do, we're out, we're on to something else. Like I don't even know what the span of somebody's attention span is now, but I'm sure it's shorter and shorter. So really you have to look at it like a marathon and not a sprint not even marathon or ultra marathon, right? Like it's yeah, the yes, long game, ultra marathons. right? Like, <laughs> I'm going to run a, one of those at some point. We're going to laugh. It's a while. So the thing is too, is if you base your business on all these little instant gratification, like, Ooh, I got a sale. Ooh, I got this thing. Ooh. And you want to celebrate, but if you're basing your whole business on like, Oh, I joined a new program and it said I was going to make this in this launch. And then like, you're setting yourself actually up for failure in that. Because you're not looking at the horizon, you're literally looking at the one pebble in front of you. That's not the horizon. And that pebble is not taking you to the horizon. It's the same concept. If you said that you wanted a million dollars, but all you're doing is going down to the gas station and buying a lottery ticket every day, you're probably not going to win that lottery. And this is the same thing. And really, this is sort of a disservice too, especially in a lot of industries. And this is also within we would say the professional industries, the medical industry, instant gratification, let's get it done right now. Like don't take a pill, take a pill, take a pill, take a pill, take a pill. And some pills are great, right? We're not against that. But it's like you have a thing that your diet could completely transform if you started eating healthier, but you're taking a pill because you don't want to do that because that's too hard. And it's a lot easier just to notice instant gratification around, I'm just going to take the pill and then continue to do 
what I was doing prior. And this is true inside of professional industry. It's also inside of the coaching industry. So there's a lot of like seeds within gratification that people get hooked into and looped into. And then it actually sets them up for disappointment. So it's instant gratification followed by disappointment. And that is a cycle that burns you out quickly, quickly. That is a fast cycle. I actually read something the other day and I don't know, like it's going to change, right? This is like just a stat right now that online businesses fail within the first four months, first four months. And it's like, how can you even gauge within four months? But but the problem is, is a lot of people believe that there's this instant gratification cycle. I'm going to hop on this. And if it's not better in about three or four months, it disappoints you. And then you just go down into the abyss and then your dreams are in the wayside. So the truth is, and I know a lot of our listeners know this, and the thing is, is like, where do you even get caught in these little instant gratification cycles? Everybody wants to feel good. We want dopamine. We want endorphins. We want to feel good. We want to celebrate. We want to have pleasure. But the truth is, if you're banking on that stuff to make you, it's going to break you eventually, because that is not what makes you. That's not what makes you. It does cause physiologic responses in your body that dopamine can get depleted. And you can do, just like you said, like natural things to fulfill that like oxytocin, dopamine. We'll do some talks about like how to really have a thriving body while you are building business. Because it's, to me, that's where so much of the magic is. Like Katie and I are doing this individually, like with our body, with our exercise journeys, with our families as mothers, like it all matters. And We want you to create the dream and have the energy and the body to live with that, like be able to experience it, not just like sacrifice your body at the expense of your dream. So it's a dynamic growth of you and your business. And when you start to, the way I work with this instant gratification is really being in approval of my life in the now, like approving of the now. And approving of what's working, approving of, I have two dogs right here with me. I can hear my children downstairs with my amazing nanny, like approving of every single thing that's happening right now will allow, and obviously taking aligned action and having systems in my business, but like approving in the now means I don't have to grasp for this and look for the thing or look at my sales or wait for the next thing instead of just being in the now. And how can each of you will leave you with this question Be in the now, in your life, in your business, also importantly, with the dreams that you really want to create now and in the future. We can't wait to hear from you. Share your dreams with us. Message us. Find us on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. We have Facebook groups. We are looking forward to connecting with you more and more and answering questions and what's coming up in your world with your businesses. So share that with us. We'll have the links below for you as well. And we're looking forward to talking with y'all soon. Thank you for listening to the Dreams to Dollars podcast. If you vibe with our content and want to find out how to work with us, check out our show notes for the links.